0: Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, retold from the Mark Twain original. Chapter 11. The Camp Meeting. The next day, the king and the duke had an idea about how they might be able to make some money in the little next town. Jim stayed on the raft while we I went with the king and the duke. When we got to town, the streets were empty and perfectly still. The duke found a printing office and said he would do some work there. The king learned of a camp meeting, so he took me with him to it. There were almost a thousand people at the meeting, which was inside a large shed. Everyone sat on benches and listened to people talking about their lives and religion. The women wore sunbonnets, and some of the young men were barefoot. The old women were knitting and the young folks were flirting on the sly. The preacher had everyone excited. They were all singing and shouting. I knew I thought it was crazy and wild. Before all knew it, the king started yelling and talking like the preacher. The king even climbed on the stage and started telling the people that he'd been a pirate for 30 years out the Indian Ocean. He said he had come back here looking for a new crew. After these people, he told the crowd he was a changed man. He said he wanted to go back to the Indian Ocean, talk with the other pirates, and get them a change of their lives. And then he burst into tears. Everyone else began to cry, too. Then somebody yelled, Take up a collection for him! Take up a collection! So the king went all through the crowd with his hat. By the time we went to Russia, it collected $87.75. The next morning, the king and the duke practiced their line for a play called Romeo and Juliet. It was pretty rough to hear. Then they got out a couple long swords that the Duke made out of some branches and practiced a sword fight. They also made up some more things to go down the stage. Finally, they decided that they had a whole show. They tried the play in town that night, and it was awful. Hardly anyone showed up. Well, the Duke had learned of a circus that was in the next town. He had made up some new posters for the show, and he and the king wanted a duke. The poster said it would be grand and that ladies and children would not be admitted. If that doesn't get them to the show, I don't know what will, The Duke said. All the next day, the king and the duke worked hard. They set up a stage with curtains and rove candles for lights. They also discussed some new ideas for the night's show. That night, the place was packed full of men. Each paid 50 cents to get in. The Duke's poster had worked on them. The Duke came out staying and talked about the play. He told the men over and over again how great it was. When he'd finally raised everyone's hopes high enough, he'd rolled up the curtain. And the king came crawling out on his hands and knees. His whole body was painted different colors. He was as colourful as a rainbow. It was wild but awfully funny. The audience almost died laughing. When the king finished prancing on the stage, they roared and clapped until he came back and did it all over again. After that, they made him do it another time. It would make a cow laugh to see that, old man. Then the duke closed the curtains and said that was the end of the show. Twenty people called out, What? Is that over? Is that all? The duke said yes. Then there was a fine time. Everyone yelled and stood up. They were all mad and were going to attack the stage and two actors. But then a big man shouted, Hold on! Just a word, gentlemen. They got us all right, but we don't want to be the laughing stock of this whole town. We should leave quietly and talk this show up. We could sell the rest of the town on it. Then we'll all be in the same boat. Ain't that smart? The next day, the place was full again. The king and duke put on the same show for the new man. Then on the third night, the house was crammed again. All the people who were at the shows the first two nights had come back. I saw every man had bulging pockets. Some held something bundled up under their coats. I smelled rotten eggs and cabbages. When the place couldn't hold any more people, the Duke started around the stage door, and I followed him. Then we turned the corner and were in the dark. He said, "Walk fast now to get away from the houses, Then run for the, ra- run, run for the raft like the devil was after you." We got to the raft pretty quickly, and were soon out on the river again. The Duke said he knew the audience would try to fool us by coming and throw rotten food at us. They wanted revenge for being fooled the other two nights. The king and the duke weren't upset, though. They took in $465 in those three nights. I never saw money handed in by those wagon load before.